Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome to another episode. I always say that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is another episode. Um, another episode. It's been a minute. I hope you guys are having a very fun summer and reading a lot of good books. We have read yes. a lot of good books that we want to talk to you about. And besides catching you up on what we're reading we are also battling our favorites today because destruction let's do it <laughs> we chose violence yeah that and like it's it's basically mid-year for me and vina right like yeah i know that we're much. two months late in the mid-year <laughs> but we have enough books that we can battle our faves for like the first half of the year and then we could do mm-hmm. it in december maybe possibly as an episode later Ooh. I love that. Am I going to yes. regret? Oh, no, I'm not going to regret this. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. So, I'm like, already it'll be, thinking like, hmm. Right. So it's going to be your first. So like, I think that when we do it in December and this is like me brainstorming, it'll be mm. the the one book that battles and wins the battle of the books this um, this episode yeah. against yeah. the other battle of the books, the warrior Ooh. and then the two oh clash, of, clash of the Titans. I don't know. Ooh, I'm scared. Oh, God. You should be. <laughs> uh, we, before we jump into that fun stuff, uh, what are your last reads? So I've read so I've read so much that I've had to break it down. So I'm only mm. going to go over four books this um, this episode. And hopefully by the next episode, I can like um, catch up. You, yeah, I can catch up. And like if there's anything specific that you want me to um, do a in-depth review of, I can do that on the next episode. But for mm-hmm. then for now, you're just going to get little uh, like little tidbits of, of the things that I've read and my small right. thoughts of how I felt about it. But I will be going into one book that I'm really excited about. And I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I love this book so much. But OK. Anyway, getting back to <laughs> my reads. Um, so I read Never Ever Getting Back Together by Sophie. I'm so, I don't know why I said Sophie. I'm French or some shit. Sophie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie Gonzalez. Um, mm-hmm. This was a reality TV Bachelor inspired. I found that I love reading books that have anything to do with reality TV because I'm a millennial. Like, I literally mm. watched reality TV blossom into what it is today. So, I, it's my guilty pleasure. I love watching, like, Jersey Shore and The Bachelor and we watch Love is Blind. We watch... Me and Vina watch a bunch of crappy TV. Like, that is our... We do. We that do. is our thing. Like, besides <laughs> reading and The Office, this is, like, reality TV is a love that we share. <laughs> Um, Ophelia After All by Raquel Marie, which is the book that I'm going to go into. Um, I'm going to have a quick synopsis of it. Um, Ophelia Rojas knows what she likes. Her best friends, Cuban food, rose gardening, and boys. Way too many boys. Her friends and parents make fun of her endless stream of crushes, but Ophelia is a romantic at heart. She couldn't change even if she wanted to. So when she finds herself thinking about, um, thinking more about cute, quiet, Talia Sanchez, then the loss of a perfect prom with her ex-boyfriend. Seeds of doubt take root in Ophelia's firm image of herself. Add to that impending end of high school and the fracturing of her one solid friend group, and things are spiraling a little too out of control. But, of course, of love... Oh, but the course of love and sexuality never did run smooth. As her secrets begin to unravel, Ophelia must make a choice between clinging to the fantasy version of herself she's always imagined or upending everyone's expectation to rediscover who she really is after all. 
And I cannot mm. recommend this book enough and this author enough. I talked about her in the last episode and her new book coming up called You Don't Have a Shot. And I'm so excited for it. Um, mm. I will be buying this book because I love I love it. So, like, you know how this is like her first book and I just like fell in love with the author. I feel like I would be a lifelong mm. fan. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, right? And um, that's one of the things me and V do, right? Like, we always give ourselves mm-hmm. time to rate, and it and it's because you'll, you'll have this high after reading a book, and it hasn't had time to sit. Um, mm-hmm. And last year, I was rushing to rate books without allowing it to marinate in my mind, and it's been a month, and I still can't stop, I can't stop thinking about this book and Raquel oh. and Talia. Is it oh, going to be a five-star? I think it is because, like, I, I've really been pondering, like, if this was going to be a five-star book. Like, I just felt so, mm. like, it's just one of those books where I just related to it so much. Like, there was there was Spanglish in it. Like, it was just so authentic nice. to the culture because she's Cuban. And mm-hmm. I don't know. And also, like, even, I want this book to be a five-star, right? Even with, and I guess this is like a warning. This was not mm-hmm. the ending I expected, but goddamn, was this the ending that I needed? Like, I love this book Whoa. so much. Yeah, yeah, I loved Damn. it. I loved it. You've convinced yeah, it was so me. Good. I want to read it now. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so cute. I love it so much. Okay, so um, going back, let's. <laughs> um, I read "Where the Crawdads Sing" by Delia uh, Del- Delia Owens, and I think it deserves yeah. the hype it's getting. Like the story yeah. itself, I think like. When we're talking about art versus artists, the art is amazing mm-hmm. and the artist is questionable. And mm-hmm. I didn't know about the author until after I just had already decided I was going to read this book. I had already had it in my library queue, right. so I ended up just reading right. it. And I liked the story. There's a lot of stuff going around about the author and like, like besides the author, like the book was I thought was really good. It was a solid book. It's like a mm-hmm. now I wouldn't say it's a five star book, but it's it definitely has elements of like maybe th- high three maybe pushing to four wow and it That's was a book price. that i made yeah and i and i made julissa read this book too i made julissa read this <laughs> book too and she loved it as well and i was just like okay like yeah i'm not i'm not the only one because i was reading i was like oh i think it's really good but you know it's my opinion are you gonna watch um, the movie no, because I <laughs> mm. don't laugh at me, but I watched yeah. that trailer and like 30 seconds in, I was like, that didn't happen. That uh, is ridiculous. And I was just like doing that. And um, <laughs> yeah, like my dad has like casted me out of watching any movies that I've read any books to because I am that person mm. with my dad and also with mm-hmm. cast too. But also because I write and like um, I love doing like the little uh, I guess, like, not my guilty pre- pleasure or anything like that, but I love, like, mm-hmm. writing scripts and stuff. And I took a class okay. on it. So I, I, like, I loved it so much. And um, it's, like, something that I, I would never, like, uh, submit, like, a movie or anything like that. Not that I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the future unholds, like, uh, you know, whatever. Like, my specialty is poetry. But, like, I do, I would, like, an ideal version is, like, I want to create a show. Like, I would love to do that. That's, like, my dream. But, um... Mm-hmm. Whenever me and Cass watch this movie, she likes to watch movies with me because I'll be like, oh, okay, this is about to happen. They're about to say this. Like, I will, like, say <laughs> what they're about to say and it comes out and Cass is like, shut the fuck up. But then she's like, also, but keep going. <laughs> like, you know. Aww. Yeah. It's predictable, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then the fourth book I read was How to Be Eaten by Maria Alderman. And 
that is the book that Julissa picked for me. And it was between mm. that and Seven Days in June by Tia, Tia Williams. And I'm so happy that um, she picked this one for me. And okay. this is why Julissa is our unofficial official third host, because reading those books <laughs> side by side, I felt like she picked the book for me and not... Yeah. And like, because I, I read, I read How to Be Eaten, and then I read Seven Days in June, and I'll talk about Seven Days in June in the next episode. But I feel like putting mm-hmm. those books side by side, I feel like she picked the How to Be Eaten for me, like yeah, specifically. And I love the way that the short stories work together to create a bigger story. And now I finally get what she was saying about how the ending was surprising, but she wasn't mad mm-hmm. at it. Like mm-hmm. I get it. I was, I, I was the same way. Like I was messaging her throughout the whole thing, and I was like okay like <laughs> but you know it ended up being good oh nice and that is my last book okay. for this episode yes nice Alrighty. so my last reads are just two i'm not as impressed okay. as shanice <laughs> shut up <laughs> um right so my last read is i will start with um one that I did not enjoy as much as Shanice. I'm very sorry. And that's Last Night at the, at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. You are casted out from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't like Seven Days in June as much as you, and yeah. you didn't like Last Night at the Telegraph Poll as much as me. I know. I think the we Telegraph bring a variety Club. to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. like the same books, so now you know that for sure. I, I feel like we overlapped... <laughs> We overlap in books, but not like yeah. It's very specific books that we overlap in. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Not every book, but so no, not every um, book. Yeah, I will not be rating the book. I think I told you already, but I'll tell the listeners. I yes. feel like maybe it wasn't, you know, and it's fair for that to be the case. But it's not the book for me. I felt it should have been shorter. The writing wasn't my jam, and the character wasn't my jam, so I'm just going to let it be. (laughs) Right. Um, And respect that, you know, it's doing what people need for them, and that's that's awesome. And I was Um, telling V, I'm sorry to cut you off or anything like that, but I just want to say, like, when you said it, this book wasn't for you, like, when I had, like, my mind frame, I feel like when you're reading a book, too, like, the things that happen around you kind of affect the way that you're reading the book. And um, I had just Mm. taken a gender and sexuality class, and I learned about um, places like the Telegraph Pole and um, at a time like... um, what she was going through at that time like I had I had read like um excerpts from um Joan Nestle and uh Sheree Morega and like that felt really real to me from the history that I was learning so like Mm -hmm. from that Mm -hmm. that's why I was just like wow I just read that and now I'm reading this fictional thing and and, like I feel seen especially because like lesbianism isn't like a, a really like um like a history that that is as in depth as a gay like say for example gay men history like it's not as mm-hmm. in depth it's not as like taken down because right. for a certain a, a certain amount of time which i thought was ridiculous men felt like les- lesbianism didn't exist because why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want a penis so like mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. our history like a history of lesbianism is very scarce and like only really exists at like i think like it starts around like the 40s and 50s or something like that right right yeah okay yeah that's totally fair i just yeah it it, it didn't work for me i feel yeah, bad I get but it. <laughs> no no <laughs> sometimes don't it happens yeah <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that was one of my two reads. And my other last read was A Caribbean Harris in Paris by, oh, that sounds really nice now that I say it out loud. Anyway, yeah, that <laughs> by, rhymes. <laughs> by Adriana Herrera. And I decided to pick this up because we are doing an event with her at the bookstore this weekend for Bookstore Romance Day. And um, her characters are Dominican and she's Dominican. And I have never read a historical romance with a lead that is Dominican. So I was like, hold up. I got to pick this up real quick. And I absolutely loved it. It is very steamy. So if you're not into steam, <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't pick this spicy. up. <laughs> you know, it's a little steamy. Uh, but basically, it's set in Paris in the 1880s. And it's uh, where Luz Alana thinks of expanding her Caña Brava, which is a rum business that she runs uh, with her family, built over three generations. And it's a mission that's taking on new urgency after her father's death. And she's entrusted with, um, her trust fund is not released until she marries. So enter the male lead, James Evanston Sinclair, Earl of Darnick. Oh, God, I feel stupid (laughs) saying that. Anyway, um, so (laughs) she meets him, Sparks Fly. It's like a hate, love, marriage, convenience story. Um, And he also has to marry for his um, trust fund. So they decide, hey, let's, you know, two birds, one stone. And obviously they fall in love. And it's really, really funny. Um, I love that it's going to be a series. This is the, it's called the Leonas uh, series, which is really a funny name. I love it. And it's going to follow her two best friends, the next two books. And I highly recommend it. I think you should pick it up. Yeah, I have an arc of it. And the funny thing is, is that like, um, I had thought the same thing when I had picked it up. Um, because mm-hmm. I had I, I didn't even know that I had read her before because I read I read um, Mango and Mistletoe by her as well. Yeah. And when I picked it up, when I thought about it, I was just like, I never seen a Dominican like historical fiction besides mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Um, the butterflies. In the I time can't of think the of butterflies the, in the time of the butterflies. And isn't Dominicana technically a historical fiction? Well, what I mean by historical fiction is like historical romance fiction. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, that's why I had thought about it. Kind of deal. <laughs> right, right. I had thought about that when yeah. I had um, picked it up because I love historical fiction. And I was like, mm-hmm. Dominican girl. No, I gotta yeah. pick this up, and I picked it up, and I have it. She's very feisty. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I love her um, writing. So I know. I really like her too. I'm gonna definitely pick up her her contemporary work and see yes. if I like it too. Um, that's it. That's all. Those, those are the two books I've read. <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, that's what cool. are you currently reading? So I'm reading two books. I am reading... Um, the first one I'm reading is... The current book I'm reading is actually a poetry book. It's called Citizen Illegal by Jose Olivares. And mm-hmm. this one is about, in the stunning debut, um, explores the stories, contradiction, joys, and sorrows that embody life in the spaces between Mexico and America. He paints vivid, vivid portraits of good kids, bad kids, families clinging to hope, life after the steel mills, and gentrifying bottles. Dur- um, drawing on the rich la- traditions of Latinx and um, Chicago writers like Sandria Sin- um, San- uh, Sandra Seneros and Gwendolyn Brooks, um, he creates a home out of life and 
in the in-between, combing wry humor with um, potent emotional force. Citizen Illegal takes on complex issues of race, ethnicity, gender, class, and immigration using every everyday language that invites the reader in. His unique voice um, makes him a poet to watch. And it is really good. So I'm currently on the third um, part of the book. And... Mm. This has got to be, like... A, remember when I had talked about it um, a few episodes ago that I had wanted to read more, like, Latinx um, yes. poets? But specifically in the in the male gaze, because I've, I've read a lot of women's point of view, and mm. I think it's really interested when we get into, like, what it's like to be a man, like, in, like, a machismo culture, you know, and, like, how detrimental right. that is to, like, right. you know, whatever. So, like, I picked up this book... And um, I picked it up because of a poem, and it's really funny. I'm gonna read it real quick. It's very short. Mm-hmm. It's called. It's a. Ser- it's like a series that he does. Like every um, every beginning of the section begins with like this book. This uh, poem. It's called mm-hmm. Mexican Heaven. So it's called Mexican Heaven. All the Mexican okay. women refuse to cook or clean or raise the kids or pay bills or make the bed or drive your bum ass to work or do anything except watch the novelas so heaven is gross, the rats are fat as roosters, and the men die of starvation. And that's what made me pick up this book. Wow. I love that. Yeah, me too. And I was just like, this <laughs> that's is so... different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. And so he does a series where he says, like, St. Peter's real name is, is Pedro. Like, what? <laughs> like, mm. I don't know. I just love it. And, like, um, he does this one piece um, in Mexican Heaven where he's like, every every Mexican gets a shot of tequila when they come into the gate. I don't know. I just really like it. it really, <laughs> it's different. I've never seen something like that, so... Wow. Yeah. I love that. And the second book I'm reading is Carrie Soto is Back by the, the girl, the the man, mm-hmm. the legend, Taylor Jenkins Reid. <laughs> and I, I, I don't feel like this book is going to be like my top TJR book. But Carrie Soto is definitely like, I love the, I love that who she is. Like, I like her as a person. So, like, I definitely think that mm-hmm. this character is going to be the top um top girl of of top woman of tjr's like yeah women yeah like not top relax because like evelyn hugo is gonna always be there that's gonna be (laughs) i was about to say what what are you saying right now yeah but like carrie soda (laughs) is definitely a capricorn like i love her she's just like you see you You see what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. but i do say i want to say like formally like the spanish doesn't work for me like i've Mm -hmm. grew up Mm -hmm. like so many years of spanglish and i feel like yeah I don't know if it's just, like, um, TJR took a class of Spanish or, like, she felt confident mm. enough to do it. I'm reading an arc, so maybe it'll get better. You guys could let me know. Um, like, I say this so as a what disclaimer. I think, Go ahead. Yeah, what I think we should do is we are attending an event for the book launch of this book. Mm-hmm. And we obviously don't know what the finished copy looks like. But I think that a discu- <laughs> we should have a discussion about it. But I think we need all the pieces before we have the discussion. So, like, yeah, I want to know what she has to say, but I feel like it's going to be very much like the um, the interview that she did for Evelyn Hugo, which she says that um, she feels like she has she sits like, you know, in a place of privilege and she's able to write mm-hmm. marginalized characters. But I mean, you already know my feelings on that. I just feel like if you're going to yeah. write a character like if that character is going to be 
like you know however that character is going to be right because like I'm a writer mm-hmm. so like sometimes characters feel more real to me than people like my characters are my people right so like if they feel like they're from another culture x y and z like that's what I'm going to make them right like mm-hmm. that's why because mm-hmm. that was the character that that's who they were that there's no explanation of other than the fact that like you know this is the a fictional person I created but then I'm speaking from a uh, like a, a different perspective because I am I am like what they say BIPOC right so I'm black indigenous mm-hmm. and a person of color so like I think that as a writer like I think that you are going to create a character and mm-hmm. like that that character is a fictional character and it and like I get the publishing issue but that's a publishing issue that's not a writing issue you know, as okay. long as it's not cultural appropriation, I don't feel like right. there's anything wrong of writing a, another person, another culture, as long as that is not the central plot, because it's not going to feel mm-hmm. authentic. You're never going to be right. given that authentic. But I've read a bunch of I've been I read a really good um, amount of books that from white authors that have um, mm-hmm. written people of color and has been pretty accurate i mean mm-hmm. i'm i sit mm-hmm. from a seat that i'm black indigenous i'm black i'm i, I can say like i'm i grew up in black culture right i'm afro latino mm-hmm. which is different and then i'm right. i'm you know i'm puerto rican so like i i and i'm gay and i've i've read <laughs> books from from people who are straight white people and who have mm-hmm. written gay characters very authentically have you know Right, right. So, like, I feel okay, like it's... listeners, in case our listeners are confused, uh, oh. just a quick rundown. <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, okay, Carrie yeah. Soto is, we believe, half or maybe entirely Argentinian. And there's been some uh, discussions or, yeah, discussions, I'll say, on TikTok on whether TJR should keep writing Latina characters and why she's writing TJR, uh, Latina characters. Um, and it's obviously a, a discussion that needs to be had and I, I want to hear from her and hopefully we will yeah. at the event. Um, but you know, maybe the way she was thinking back then and Evelyn Hugo is not the same now. Like we, we just don't know. Um, right. and also there's uh, a lot of Spanish in the book, a lot of this, uh, you know, the conversations with her dad are mostly in Spanish and some of it is not, maybe it wasn't translated correctly or she didn't write it correctly. Right. Um, so, but, yeah, it, but it we're also all just, reading arcs. We're, we're right. not reading the finished copy. But it was also just calculated. It wasn't authentic. It wasn't like you can tell this person's first language was English. Like, you know, and so right. like, I feel like as a writer, if it doesn't work, don't put it in. Mm, mm-hmm. That's fair. There's, yeah. there's a lot to consider. Um, but yeah, we'll let you guys know how the event goes. It's going to be in Connecticut. We're, we're traveling yes, for this woman. Yes, we are. So... <laughs> It should be interesting. And uh, yeah, so my current read, I guess we're moving on, is Secret Identity by Alex Segura. So I'm reading this for our shop's book club. And this just cements the fact that I am not a mystery reader. 
and I should not be picking up mystery books. Anyways, it's set in 1975, and the comic book industry is struggling, but Carmen Valdez, by the way, Valdez is my grandma's last name, and that, like, really hit me when I was Mm. reading it. Anyway, uh, she's an assistant at Triumph Comics, which doesn't have the creative zeal of Marvel or the buttoned-up efficiency of DC. But it doesn't matter, because Carmen is tantalizingly close to fulfilling her dream of writing a superhero book. That dream is nearly a reality when one of the Triumph writers enlists her to create a new character, which they call the Lethal Lynx. But her colleague is acting weird and keeping her uh, involvement a secret. And then he's found dead. (laughs) Here we go, mystery time. Um, With all of their scripts turned into the publisher without her name. So... Yeah, it's really messed up. Uh, Carmen is desperate to piece together what happened to him to hang on to her piece of the links, which turns out to be a hit. But that's complicated by a surprise visitor from her home in Miami, a tenacious cop who is piecing together too quickly for Carmen and the tangled webs of secrets and resentments among the passionate eccentrics who write comics for a living. And scene. <laughs> anyway, um, this book, this book... Is, it, is this the book that you were telling me about yesterday? It, mm. Okay. Yeah, this is the book. Uh, how to say this? Like, I love the author. He has supported the shop from, like, the get-go. He lives around the corner. Like, he is an awesome human. I love his kids. His wife is really sweet. I've never read him until now. And I don't know if it's just, like, I'm not into mysteries or I am too much of an anxious reader i don't know what it is but like i keep questioning every decision that the character makes i keep thinking yo if you had just said the truth this would have ended you know what i mean like i can't i can't like go with the flow of a mystery i just always wanted to like get there um um but yeah that's my current read and now we're gonna talk about if you guys don't know if you don't know we love the office Yes, we, we do. And we went to a whole damn conference just for the office. And it was a lot of fun. We went to New Jersey. It was in New Jersey, yes. So obviously we had we had to make a stop at a bookstore and get some books. I'm very excited by the book I got because, again, it's another author that we're going to host in September. And I hope to finish it by then. So we'll see. Yeah, and it was uh, a used copy. I got it for damn i got it for 13 dollars. <laughs> it's a hardcover it's a hardcover um so the book that i got was the town of babylon by alejandro varela and we're gonna find out together what it's about because i have no idea <laughs> so when his father falls ill andres a professor of public health returns home reevaluating a rocky marriage in the wake of his husband's infidelity oh jeez. And with little else to do, he decides to attend his 20-year high school reunion where he encounters the long-lost friends of his youth. Jeremy, Andres' first love, oh, this is okay, is now married, oh no, (laughs) with two children. (laughs) Okay, he's married with two children after having been incarcerated and recovering from addiction. Paul, whom Andres has long suspected of having killed a man in a homophobic attack. What is happening? A minister and a father of five. Uh, 
And finally, Simone, Andres' best friend, is, a, is in a psychiatric institution following a diagnosis of schizophrenia. What is happening? During his brief visit home, Andres confronts these relationships, the death of his brother, and the many sacrifices their parents made to offer them a better life. A novel about the essential nature of community and maintaining one's own health, the Town of Babylon is an intimate portrait of queer, racial, class identity, and a call to reevaluate the ties of social bonds and the systems in which they are forged. God damn. This book is a trip, dude. I'm, <laughs> oh I'm my God. Was I'm that a shook. fucking roller coaster? <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready. I want to know what you bought, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, I have bought a lot of things. I ended up buying um, I bought a bunch of stuff and I ended up buying so many things that I got Vina a little five dollar credit. So you're welcome, <laughs> bitch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you just watched me spend all that money. Yep. Uh, so I had bought um, a small book first. I want to talk about this one. I bought a five of uh, one line for five years book. And so like you write a line for five years and like every page is like five years which I didn't assume it was going to be like that mm. I thought it was going to be like you know I don't know how I don't know how I imagined this was going to look but it's like January 1st and then it'll be like 2000 2000 2000 2000 right right right, 2000. right. That, and that then like you, you write the line it gives the years yeah. yeah so like you ended up you end up revisiting it every year so it's pretty cool that um cool. I've been consistent with it mm-hmm mm-hmm and um, I write poetry, my thoughts, or whatever, and that's how I've been doing it for the last few days. I love that. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And then I bought, um, I bought two books. I bought, I actually bought um, Lisa a stick, a print sticker because she loves prints, <laughs> and so do I. And I bought myself a Beyonce like patch sticker which is the same as the print sticker which is like the formation one which was it's like with the long hair and the black um hat that she had on just iconic where did you put it have you have you used it yet Uh, that's a lot of pressure i I don't need you asking me any questions okay (laughs) so like let me have my space and figure out what i'm gonna do with it thank you (laughs) 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 um and then I bought Cass a cat sticker, and then I bought her a cat tattoo, but it had two of them in there, and she fucking used it without me. Mm. I told her, let's do it together, Rude. and she did it without me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's kind of cute, the placement. Um, She put it in between, like, because we both have, uh, like, tattoos on our arms, and she put it in between, like, her two tattoos on her arm. So it looks really cool, like, the placement mm. of it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so going back to like the books that I bought, I purchased The Hurting Kind, which um, is by Ada Limon. And it is um, she's a Mexican-American poet. And The Hurt- Hurting Kind is her latest poetry collection. But she's a her her poetry is like new to me. So I'm very excited um, quickly because I talked about it in the last episode, but it explores questions, incorporating other stories and ways of knowing, making surprising turns and always reaching a place of startling insight. These poems slip through the seasons teeming with horses and kingfishers and the gleaming eyes of fish and they honor parents step parents grandparents and the sacrifices made the separate lives lived the tenderness extended a hurt to a hurting child the abundance in retrospect uh, in retrospect of having two families mm. which i had three families so i think this is a really cool thing to yeah, like um to look yeah like i had i have step parents i grew up with step parents so like um it's always interesting like 
the dynamics of our family. Mm-hmm. Like some some of the people in my stepfather's family are more family to me than uh, my my step parents. Some some of my cousins and stuff like that are more cousins than my actual cousins that are blood related to me. So, you know, um, I'm I'm interested to see that theme of like being a being a stepchild and like you know having that interaction with your step parents. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. I'll I'll got I'll let you guys know. Yeah. And then my second book that I bought was Border Vista by um, Annie Lou. And it intimately narrates the experience of being undocumented or precautiously documented in America mm-hmm. in poems that consider a migration as an ongoing process rather than finite event. Annie Lou writes exquisitely on fear, useful and paranoid and agency loneliness and the way that violence of the um, carcel state shapes our most intimate relationships to each other and to the land. And she does. She revisits moments of unexpected uh I can't say that word right now. Mm. Searching for turtle um, turtles in a drainage ditch, picking crab apples along a rural highway, smelling the namesake flower of her mother, who was a half a world away. And I said this in the beginning of our podcast, um, one of the episodes before, mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to diversify my shelf, specifically with AAPI authors. So um, anybody who has any recommendations, like hit me up, especially for poetry, because I read, I read Victoria Chang's obit and I loved Mm. it. Like it was so good. So I'm looking for more AAPI, um, authors. I have uh, like Victoria Chang, I have, um, Ocean Vong, but I want more, like, I want to, I want to, yeah, I want more. (laughs) Yeah. I want to expand my shelf, diversify the shelf. Oh, I love that. Yes. But so that yeah, it. the event itself, we should talk about that, I guess. <laughs> it's all about books oh, here. Thundercon. <laughs> right, right. Um, it was really cute. We spent so much money and also we got to see Creed from far away, but we still saw him. He seems like a yes. sweet guy, man. I like him. He does. I like his glasses. And we got to see what's her name? Kate. Um Uh we got to see Oscar. Not Stanley, because Stanley was sick and couldn't make it. That was so uh, sad. Kevin was he there. He was the only... Yeah. And, oh, the redhead. What's her name? Meredith. It's like, yeah, it's Meredith, Meredith but her name is like, Kate, her real name is Kate something. Oh, I, I just call them their re- the, the character names. <laughs> oh, um. also, let me tell you. So the other day, me and Cass went to Five and Below, and this is going to tie up to the oh. office, because I bought the office trivia game (gasps) no way so i have it in my car and i was just like oh maybe a game night or whatever that we could like play because me and bina know the (laughs) office and i feel like i know it more than you because like you won't watch past the season but i've watched seasons i did once okay (laughs) it is once enough because it's not it's not but i don't want to it's not as good and you know it's not i think it is Mm. like you can hate me if you want to. Like, <laughs> Michael isn't in it, but, like, they still hold up their own. Like, the comedy is really funny. Yes, except for that one guy. That one guy that I don't like. That becomes the Who? manager. Oh, you talking about... Um, I don't know his face. Andy? Andy? Yeah, no, he's not my favorite. But I love him. Uh, what's his real name? Uh, fuck, he Helms? was in um, Horrible Bosses. He was in a bunch of shit. He was, he's really funny. Is Ed Helms his name? Ed Helms, yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. Ed Helms. He's funny. I think he's funny. He is funny, but the, what they gave him, the content was not funny. 
Right. It was kind of like how, um, like, his character developed more because he became, like, kind of cringy. Yeah, so cringe. But then, like, yeah, he was, like, cringy, and then he didn't want Aaron to, like, live. Like, it, <laughs> I was just like, bro, like, live. what's going on? Because he was yeah. so different from a relationship with Angela to the relationship he was with when he was with Aaron. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we love the show. We went to that, and we're gonna yeah. go next year because who knows? Yes. Maybe Michael will be there. I keep calling him Michael. Um, what's right, this? Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell or Dwight. Um, but yes, it was fun. Did I spend so much Brain money Wilson. that I should have? Yes, but it was worth it. I spent money that I I've spent my hard earned money. Like I, I buy stuff. You know, I work hard so I can buy stuff. <laughs> Sue me. Well, real. don't, because I ain't got money, so. Yeah. You'll be um, just getting my Creed and my Stanley Pop Sockets, so. <laughs> All right, so we're doing the battle? Yes, we are doing a battle, and that mm-hmm. this is what you have come to see or hear. <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for. <laughs> this is what, this is like every choice that you made led you up to this point right now, <laughs> the battle of the books. I'm so nervous, but here we go. Here we go. I wish we had a little drum roll or something. Um, I wish we did too. If we were like <laughs> technologically savvy, we could have did the little. Uh, I'll see if I can figure it out, and I'll add it later. Um, okay. All right. So oof. we're gonna we're gonna go by month, and then we're gonna okay. make. First, we're gonna have January and February battle. Okay. So, what was your favorite book in January? My favorite book was last night at the Telegraph Club. <laughs> Okay, okay. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. And then your February favorite? Um, I have to look at it because I don't know. Okay. Because Vina was way more prepared than I was. Yes, yes. I do that sometimes. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good one. Teeth Never Sleep by Angel um, Garcia, which was my favorite. Okay, so what genres are battling right now? Oh my god, it's like historical fiction YA against poetry. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna pick. I don't know. I don't know. Pick. Well um, give me some. I'll time let you to think, think about What's it. Yours? Think about yeah, it. Yeah, thank bit. you. Um okay, so my January favorite was Heartstopper, and I read the whole series, four books, by Alice Oseman. Right. And most of you guys know it's a Netflix show, and I love it, love it, love it. And then my February favorite is Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. (laughs) It hurts me to make them battle. Why are we doing this again? I don't know. I don't know. You decided. (laughs) You decided this this is is what we was going to do. Um, Okay. Do you want to pick your favorite? Are you ready? No. Oh. Should we keep going through the months? Yeah, let's keep going because okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm fucked up right now. You got me. I don't even know why you came up with this idea. I'm sitting here like, how are you going to compare the two? Like, I, it's just your favorites. What your heart is telling you. On the, on the you know th- what? Yeah. My heart is telling me to go with this po- this poetry book. Ooh. Mm. That is a twist I did not see coming. Okay. 
That All book right. was so good, though. Like, that poetry book was really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe you. I believe you. Okay, so my <sighs> And favorite. I had I had read last night at the Telegraph's po- or like club so long ago. It's like, if I reread it, am I still going to love it? The same? Oh, it's, oh, I'm but sorry. You, you got you me fucked some, up. Okay, go ahead. You have some strong feelings about it. You said it was your favorite in January. You said it was your favorite. <laughs> yeah, it was my favorite for the year in January already. That's and then so I'm like, funny. teeth never sleep with so. You know what? No, uh, you know what? Yes, you're right. I'm going to pick last night at the Telegraph Club. Oh, my God. Look at her. So wishy-washy. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mind okay. your business. Okay. Um. So for me, I'm going to go with Seven Days in June by Tia Williams. My boo. I knew that was happening. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, now, March and April. March and April is interesting for me, but let's start with you. What is your March favorite? My March favorite was the Black and Latinx Poetry Project. Mm. I really love that book. It was. Mm. It's an array of like different po- um, poets, like of Black and Latinx dis- um, descent. So, like, Cute. I was just yeah, I like that one. Okay, and what about um, April? And then April. Mm-hmm. Another poetry book. Mm. Time is a Mother by Ocean Mom. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> hmm I'm going to let you think about that. Okay. My yeah. March favorite is To No One's Surprise, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel Zeppelin. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. April favorite was Frizzy by Claribel Ortega. That is a that graphic novel. That was such novel. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow is uh, fiction, and Frizzy was a graphic novel for I think young readers. Yeah, young readers. Yeah. And it is so good. It comes out soon. So, um, I mean, is mine even a question? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> it isn't. So mine is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And by the mm-hmm. way, the rights were sold for a movie, and I am very nervous about that. I don't think it should be a movie. I think it's perfect in its book format, but... Okay, it's time for you to battle. Which one is going to win? Okay. So, I'm going to pick Time as a Mother. Okay. Yeah. I think I, think I was... saw that coming. Yeah, it was so good. Okay. Alrighty. So, next up... May and June. May yes. And June. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So in May, it's very, it's very um, interesting because Vina and I did not have a favorite book for that month. Mm. Okay. We both didn't have a favorite for that month. Um. So I, I picked one out of you know for this challenge. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's what I did, too. Okay. So, I picked for May, Nice Guy with Exit Wounds by Ocean Vuong. What did you pick for May? Melt With You by Jennifer Dugan. Mm, okay. And for June? June, I got Bruised by Tanya Bateyu. I don't think I picked a book for June. You did not. What did I read in June? Let's take a look. You read a cult classic. Yeah. All of us villains. Yeah. Alone with you, the seven husbands, and um, maybe in another life, which is why you don't have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just gonna give it to nice guy with exit wounds. That's gonna be the winner in yeah. this in this round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. I guess we should we include July. 
Yeah, let's put July yeah. in. Well, no, leave it. No, no, no. Let's let's leave it. Don't do oh, it. Oh, for 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 the other half of the year. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So we just decided in in this moment <laughs> that we're only gonna do January to June, which makes sense. That and then sense. we'll do July to what's the last month again? December. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say that? I'm so again. I'll be forgetting. Um, okay, so this is what the semifinals. How does this work? Um, so we have the w- three winners now. Is it three? Yes. 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 Um, it's three winners. So my three finalists are Seven Days in June, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and Nice Guy with Exit Wounds. What about you? Mine is Last Night at the Telegraph Club. Time is a mother. And Bruce mm. by Tanya Bateu. It's so interesting that Ocean Vuong is in both of our, <laughs> our finalists. I love that. Okay, he's an amazing. He's an amazing poet. He's, if you guys have not read any of his poetry, pick it up. He's next so level. Amazing. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna make two of them battle. I'm gonna. Oh no, I can't do this. Okay. <laughs> so seven days in June or tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Why would I Damn. do that? Why would I do that to myself? I don't know. Why do you do that? <laughs> I mean, I, they're going to end up like, you know, whatever okay. anyway. Um, I'm going with tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you pick tomorrow, tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, I'm going to do, well, I, got, I have to do Last Night at the Telegraph Club uh-huh. and Time is a Mother by Ocean Vong. Okay. What's it going to be? And I am going to do... No idea what you're gonna say. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's just silence. Like, <laughs> damn, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna do. Enter the Jeopardy song here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't choose. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, um, no, we can't come back to you. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to do. God damn. I'm going to do. Uh, Time is a Mother by okay. Oshibong. Okay. I feel like I learned, like, I, I feel like as a poet, I just learned more from Tom. That's where I, I took it as, like, I learned mm. more from Time is a Mother. Okay. All right, so my winner, because obviously it's tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow versus nice guy with exit wounds, and it's gonna be tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So that's my that's my favorite book of the last six months. Yay. Yeah. Okay, your turn. So your final. Do, who's your final? Yeah. I'm gonna do. Bruised or Ocean Vong. <laughs> I'm gonna do Ocean Vong. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna to do me. Ocean Bog. I think that like both of the books were re- like all three of these books are not n- like nothing was like not good. Which mm-hmm. is like I've read a lot of good books this year. So like to have these like four wait two, I don't know how to count six contenders. Mm-hmm. They weren't not good. They were amazing books. Yeah. each of them. You know, Absolutely. for their own reason. And, like, I just feel like Time as a Mother was just some a book that I learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. And, like, I took a lot from. And 
Yeah. Ocean Bong is like a really good poet. And yeah. Yeah. So time is a mother. I mean, for me, tomorrow, tomorrow is very obvious to everyone listening. But also, right. um, it's like, I think it's my only five star read for the year so far. So I'm damn. Sure. Okay. You're like so, Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hard to please. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's my only five star. And I love it. And I'm so happy that now that it's finally out, she's getting she's still number one bestseller and it came out I wanna say a month ago. So I'm very happy for her. She deserves it. Okay, sis. Until and Carrie Sullivan's back comes out. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and also she was on the Jimmy Fallon's show because he has a book club now and his first pick was was Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. And oh, get amazing. out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's, he's like Reese Witherspoon. Without a spoon. Reese without a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning from you. Um, yes. Okay, guys. I want... I I think we want to know what your favorite book... Did you... You should do this battle and let us know what, what ended up winning. Yes. Because <laughs> we like violence. <laughs> <laughs> I choose violence every day. Indeed. All right. Okay. So thank you for listening, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode because for sure we're going to talk about the Taylor Jenkins Reid event. Yes, we are. Yes. But we're going to put out an episode before that, though, right? I hope so. Well, let's not make any promises, but we hopefully (laughs) we're going to make a we're going to do another episode after this episode before September. Maybe even a mini episode just to check in, you know? Yeah, because Um, like I miss talking to you and, uh, you know. Same, same. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Also, shout out to Takako. We love you. Thank you yes. for listening. And next episode, <laughs> I'm definitely going to... So, like, Takako hit me up on Goodreads, and she asked me if I was going to do uh, in-depth um, or talk about this book in my next in the next episode, um, mm-hmm. the Stacey Ann Chin poetry book, which I spent, like, a month reading. And I will do that yeah. for you. I will do that for uh-huh. you. And Adorbs. see... When people ask me, I will do it. So if you guys want me to talk about a book, let guys, me know. Yes. We're Good happy reads, to do it. Instagram, do TikTok, it. whatever. <laughs> like, hit me up. Follow us on TikTok. We're doing a lot of TikToks. Yes. We're, we're TikTok tired. <laughs> yes, I'm TikTok tired. For real. But. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>